listening to the show with Sam and Joe. This is episode 233 for March 28th, 2019. This week we talk about professional child namers, new movies and music, April Fool's Day, selling grinder, and our drag race update. So stick around for the, the show. show. One, two, three, clap. Uh, that was great. That was almost instant. Um, Joe and I were having technical difficulties, and also I was on the pot for about 45 minutes, so we're recording oh, this yeah. late. We were going to start at 2. It's now three, almost 3.30. <laughs> Sam pushed it back to 3, and mm-hmm. then um, 10 minutes, or f- 3 minutes until 3, Sam was like, I'll call you in 10, I'm on the toilet. Took and- him 25 minutes on the toilet. Listen. Let me tell you. My colon honey, is angry. You need probiotics. Like, I've never known anybody who needs probiotics in my life. I mean, I told you I have IBS. I don't know if probiotics will help. Well, it probably would. On Anything would probably help, honestly. Pro- it, honey, putting a dead rat up your butthole would be better than what's going on right now. Putting a live rat up my butthole would probably putting be a li- better. It might eat some different tunnels, and there'd be more tunnels for everything to come out smoother. I feel like that my my colon is just a metaphor for New York City. Bad subway system, honey? And rats everywhere. Oh, okay. Well, they got subway problems too, honey. Honey, it's I haven't stanky. had subway in years. Oh my god. I <laughs> love subway. Um, Non-ironically. I, I ate it when I lived in San Francisco. I lived in like a haven of like amazing local restaurants. Got subway every day. They have the flatizas. So honey, the flatizas were my life. I love for a about flatizma. three months. I love a phantasma from Star's War. I love uh what's that Disney movie? Starts with an um, F. Fantasia. Fantasia. I never saw the original one. I remember I saw it once a long, long time ago, and my grandparents gave my sister and I ice cream when we were watching it. That's, That's my a only good memory. memory. Yeah, it is a good memory. It was like a school night, though, and we like had to go back home, and so we were sad because we wanted to spend the night with our grandparents. Anyways, um, Subway, eat fresh. This podcast is sponsored no, by- No, it's not. Nope. <laughs> nope. It's not. How are How you, you doing? doing? Besides your oh. horrible, crippling poop- issues and your crusted macaroni floor um any other any other uh <laughs> opinions you want to just throw out there joseph it sounds like you have sorry. some feelings <laughs> sorry so, yeah, i just uh just uh there i see where uh this is a venting podcast talking about our, <laughs> oh no um i'm good i i'm good i i had a i had a good time over the weekend i had a boy over for the first time in a while that was fun Oh my um, god, cleared out those cobwebs? Honey, that's probably why my my anus is so backed up. Nothing I happened. I don't want to know what fell out of there. Well, the person who's got to clean out your pipes, honey. <laughs> I have to call a plumber, not for my toilet, but for me. Uh, oh lord. They should have like um wonder if that's a job. I think you like, go to the hospital someone- for that. Well, no, you could be like an anal sex prepper where like someone's like, oh, my God, I need to get ready for this. And you're like, all right, you bring your kid over and you're like, we're going to hack away this. We're going to clear like away this. You're in a suit. <laughs> you, put you lay on down these, tarps like, on the ground. <laughs> elbow, shoulder length gloves. You mm-hmm. really get in there, honey. You do a waxing. You get like your weed whacker out. You have to like fog the entire room. You know those snake things you put down your drain? You get yeah. one of those and you're just uncoiling it. 
It's just like feet and feet and feet going in. That sounds like something that like gay people in Hollywood, because like, you know, like people in Hollywood, like they they pay people to go grocery shopping for them. They pay people to do their laundry for them. They pay people to take their kids to go to school. Like this just seems like one more thing. Uh, you pay pay someone to clean out your butthole before anal. Like, How about why this? not? How about paying someone? This is a perfect segue that we've set up. Paying someone to name your Chinese baby. I mean, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know the first step to naming my Chinese baby. If I had a baby and it was, well, I guess I I am not really in the position to have a baby naturally. So I would probably adopt. So there's a big chance I could have a Chinese baby. I'm not sure you're in any condition. I would I would testify against you being able to adopt. (laughs) (laughs) Take me to court. Honestly, I'm not fit to be a parent. Yeah. Um, well, there's a 19-year-old, and she is paying her way through college. So far, she's named over 677,000 Chinese babies. This was on CNBC. Um, Bo Jessup is her name. Uh, she's the CEO and founder of a thing called Special Name, and it provides Chinese parents with culturally appropriate English names for their baby. What? You following me so far? So Barely. she started it in 2015. She was 15 years old. Um she uh, was in China traveling with her father, and one of his business associates asked her for help naming her three-year-old daughter. Just um, randomly? I guess just, well, I, the situation is, the article goes on to explain this. Um, so all babies, it says in China, all babies are given a Chinese name consisting of two or three characters with a carefully constructed meaning. However, many Chinese people find it easier to interact with native English speakers if they also have a Western name. Mm. And it says traditionally these are assigned by self-assigned or given by teachers, but there are language barriers. China has a whole lot of internet censorship and researching these names can be limited. Um, She apparently gave a TED talk and she highlighted some of the unfortunate examples names such as Rolex Wang and Gandalf Wu. Oh, no. So this service is apparently needed. Although I will say Gandalf Wu is like a badass fucking name. Right. You sound like a like a sorcerer. Well, I mean, because yeah. Gandalf is a sorcerer, that makes sense. Um, There was a, also China's decades long one child policy came to an end in 2015, it says. Oh, that's right. And birth rates rose. And she says, I thought it might be profitable to help. And so special name was born and it uses an algorithm. It asks you questions about like what characteristics you want your kid to represent and then uh, it gives you a list of names that over, to look over. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I just imagine she's like, I thought that she like, like made a, a Chinese family like walk into a hut and she has a crystal ball Uh-oh. and she's like, your son will be named Mark. I mean, that would be the actual fun way of doing it. Right. Like an it's animal no crossing fun to moment. Use an, right. Um, she charges 79 cents per uh, that's just the fee to use the service. Okay. Well, that's not very so, much. Yeah. So that's, you know, a whole bunch of babies that have been named for her to, it says it amounts to revenue of, four, she's made $470,000. That's a lot of names. Well, I mean, it's like, I mean, it doesn't take that much brain power to just blurt out a bunch of names, right? Well, that's by their estimations, I guess. But yeah, mm. she's, she's paying for knowledge. She's uh, paying for college. Which paying for knowledge? Pay for knowledge. College. Um, yeah. I just imagine like if I was in that situation and I, I don't, mm, I don't know. I would, if I was in her situation, I would, 
name some people horrible names just for oh, fun. No. Oh, no. I would I, ruin people's lives. I want to make a dog name algorithm. A dog mm. and cat name. But the cat name, the only question is, are you a white girl? And if you answer <laughs> yes, you have to name your cat Luna. That's the only option it gives you. That's <laughs> uh, accurate. I literally know four white girls who name their cats Luna. I tweeted about it as a joke some odd time ago. And mm-hmm. more people were like, hey, I'm a white girl and I named my cat Luna too. And I'm feeling very attacked. You're just and proving like, my point. Well, think of a better name next time, honey. It's like, ooh, Luna, look at you. It's Yeah, it's very, it's so true. Very true. Um, but, or um, or like um, white girls that have a small dog and name it Bowser. Oh, really? Like, Is that a I thing? Know, I know three girls. Three, what? well, not necessarily girls, but three people in my life that have little dogs named Bowser. I can think of, um, at, you know, after Paris Hilton, everyone had a Tinkerbell and a Bella. Ooh, really? Bella and Tinkerbell. I feel Were they like all everyone, like little chihuahuas? I think small dogs. A lot of mm. people name their small dog Bella. And yeah, I've that got makes sense. Piggy over here. See, who, what a perfect name for a dog. Let me name your dog. Give me 50 cents. I'll name your dog. <laughs> Shoot, and, but you throw have, a cheese it at me. Okay. Throw a cheese it. I, I, I feel like in your situation, you have to have a tent and a crystal ball and like a whole outfit. Oh, yeah. Oh, for With sure, wig. honey. I want to hook up a trailer, like a traveling, tra- like in the Wizard of Oz movie, you know, mm-hmm. he's got that traveling trailer hitched to a horse. Yeah. Yeah. And people I can just be the come horse. in. I tell them to close their eyes. I go through their wallet. And then, <laughs> then you you bring up uh, the Google page for uh, 100 typical dog names and you just randomly pick one and then you just tell them to scooch out of there. The crystal ball is actually just a magnifying glass on my smartphone. <laughs> <laughs> it's me scrolling through a list of names. That sounds about right. Um, If you OK, if you had a kid, what would you name it? Do you know when I was little, and by little I mean like 13, 14. Mm-hmm. That's I wanted my age. To, <laughs> right. When I was your age, mm-hmm. I wanted to name my kids after the first two kids in the Narnia books, which were Peter and Susan. Susan? Uh, <laughs> I, I don't, I, well, I, okay. Susan. There's a, we probably have some Susans <laughs> listening, so you need to watch, watch it right well, now. Well, I mean, I, I have an aunt. <clears throat> sorry, I'm all raspy. I have an aunt named Sue. I don't I don't think I have anyone in my family that, that we call Susan, but I feel like Sue... I don't... But, like, I, I'm more used to the word Peter, because we have a lot of Peters in my family. Right. Pete. Well... And I feel like they are both. I mean, like we have super standard names too. Sam and Joe are not right. Oh yeah, average Joe is like a phrase, you know. And it and Uncle Sam boring ass name. Exactly, exactly. So um, we have no room to talk. No, but I think if I were going to have a kid now, I would name it Piggy. (laughs) (laughs) This is my daughter (laughs) Peggy. I can I can come up with one good name a decade, and that's Mm -hmm. the. Unless you give me 50 cents, and then I'll come up with a name. Yeah, give you 50 cents, and you can open up a webpage. This is my dog, Piggy. This is my daughter, Piggy. And this is my son, Piggy. You laugh, but uh, honey, I'm going to do it. I'm going to make this. Uh, I think the uh, the girl who she owns the site, she bases it off like ma- like literary references, too. Like, I think she chose the name Eliza for um, the woman who asked her when she went to China. Oh. After, like, Eliza Doolittle, I think. I was going to say Eliza Thornberry, but... Oh, uh, yes. Very different. Also her, though. She was she was the one A the show was icon. about. Yeah, right? Oh, speaking of the Thornberries, Sam. 
What? Nigel Thornberry? Uh, who? I don't know him. Do you want to? Oh, okay. Your I don't claim know what you're fame? talking about. I don't. Sam made the Nigel Nor- Thornberry meme. I I don't know. That's a lie. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I do gonna... not recall. I do not recall. Do you have names for your children? Um. Well, well first of all, if since uh, I just have to say, if you're going to name all your children Piggy, I'm just glad that you can't accidentally get pregnant because no, honestly. Although um, they're running test the uh, tests for male birth control pills right now, something you and Justin definitely need, desperately need, honey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. Like every time I think about kids, I get like nervous because I'm like, I can barely take care of myself. But, but if, do you have them picked out though? Anything? Well, I have like, I, I mean, it's this is probably as bad as naming your cat Luna. But mm-hmm. I'm also 25. I like the the for a girl. I like the name um, Lucia. Um, there's a, a Lucia in my family. Like like Lucia. Like a, well, yeah, like L U C I A. Oh, Luc- our Lucia. neighbor was named that. She pronounced it Lucia, though. Ooh, that sounds more like Latin American. Yeah, um, she was white. I, yeah, that yeah. sounds about right. <laughs> um, I <laughs> I like that name. And for a boy, like Lucian, like the the um, male equivalent of that. Oh, that's why. very Harry Potter. Is it like Lucius Malfoy, but Lucius? Oh, oh, I never, I never have even thought of that. I like those both, though. Very, yeah. Like, or like, I don't know. Like, instead of Lucian, it could be Lucas. Mm, oh, I but like then it, Lucas. It makes me think. Too. It makes me think of George Lucas, and he's not very attractive. It makes so. me think of Smash Bros. Lucas. Oh, okay. I don't know. Those are like the only two. Like, I don't know why I've gravitated towards like an L. The L word. My daughter is going to be a lesbian. Um, oh, well, it sounds to me like you're setting up your future child to be asked how to pronounce their name by everybody. I mean, that's fine because they're going to be asked about their last name regardless. So it's gonna ravioli. Be... Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Very Chef difficult. Boy R D. Mm hmm. Chef. I'm going to name my my child Chef Boy R D. Ravioli. Uh, why don't you tell <laughs> me more? Were you going to delve more into uh, this person who came over? No. Oh. <laughs> Oh, okay. Okay, honey. It's just like, it's just someone that I've been talking to for a while. Um, They potentially listen to the podcast. I don't know if they're going to listen to this episode. Who knows? But I had a very, very good time. Um, It's very, very casual. Nothing serious. They live far away, so it's kind of hard to like have or expect something to go on because they're like live three hours away. And it's like, I don't like long distance relationships. Anyways, they were here for um for the night and it was very fun. And we hung out. We went to a movie and uh, it was a good time. What did you I say? Well, I won't talk about it because it's my favorite thing. Was it us? Maybe. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a uh, what? What are some horrible movies that are playing right now? Hold on. Um, the only movies I know that are playing right now are Captain Marvel and us. And I want to see both, but I don't know when I will. It, my the movie we saw was a Medea family funeral. Oh dear. <laughs> oh dear. I don't think I've ever seen a Medea movie in my entire life. I don't think I have either. Well, I don't because I don't think I don't think I'm the target demographic for Medea movies. I'm white, right? <laughs> what? Isn't because like aren't Medea no, movies? No, I'm saying like, what? I'm acting like I'm surprised that you're white, honey. Mister oh. goes skiing with his goddamn family. I the... wonder. Okay, if we were to compare skin, like like the under. <laughs> oh no. Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> Goodbye. Signing off, Joseph Hertzong. <laughs> I wonder who's more ghostly because I'm really Me or you? white. Yeah, probably you. Um. I see. I don't know because I actually more of have like an of an olive complexion. I tan very easily. Wow. 
I don't. So, I burn. Yeah. I think that you, I think you technically have less pigment in your skin than me. I have less piggy in my skin. You have less piggy. Piggy's the, honey, he's the whitest of them all. Mm-hmm. Oh, Dropped piggy. him in bleach, honey. Don't do that. Uh, do I have to call animal control do. on you? No. <laughs> Piggy's the most spoiled dog ever. Did you see his, um, my Twitter story yesterday? No. What happened? Well, I was just sitting, I was just stewing in the bathtub. Um, what? <laughs> you, you know, you just stew in the bathtub, stew in your own filth. I thought that you hated baths. I do, but I still take them. <sighs> Why do you I do like things shaving. to torture yourself? I like shaving in the bath. Mm, okay, that makes like sense. setting up a mirror, getting it all done, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, no, but Piggy just, he doesn't understand when people willingly go in the bathtub. He thinks mm. it's he thinks you're in pain, so he'll mm-hmm. bring you toys. So he's bringing me his ball, <laughs> oh. and I had to play fetch with him while I was in the bathtub. Wow, oh, so, what a father son bonding moment! I know he never lets me have a moment to myself. I mean, that's what it's like having a kid, you know. Too true, too true. <sighs> Speaking of um, a refreshing moment to yourself. Oh, honey, I need anything after after. Today, I need anything refreshing. Um, I finally tried orange vanilla Coke. Oh, yeah. I forgot this was a thing. Yeah. What's I your saw, review? Well, I'll tell you. I saw advertisements for it everywhere for like a solid three weeks before I was even able to find it. Like, Jesus. I feel like they spent so much money on advertising, but then like not enough getting their product in the stores. Right. Like they all their budget went to advertising. None of their budget actually went to producing the product. Exactly. Um. So I finally had to buy like a can pack. What is it? Like a 12 pack of cans of it. Oh, so y- you are you you were all in. I invested you were, uh, you were in invested. orange vanilla Coke. You could say that I own stock. You'd mm-hmm. be wrong, <laughs> but you you'd could absolutely say that. be wrong. You'd but you could say you could lie and say that. I mean, I don't know what my parents' mutual funds are invested in. You know, you just give them your money and they do things. I with just it. imagine they're like I, I old people. I just imagine all their investments are in like Golden Corral. <laughs> what? <laughs> I invested in, well, fake invested in Martha Stewart. Did I, I've told the story like 70 times. Before or after prison? After, potentially. Hmm. Well, okay. she, we played the stock market game in school, school, and Skew. I invested everything I was given in Martha Stewart, and I won first place in the stock market game. I forgot <laughs> well. about it for the whole year in school, and I had gained enough to win. I cheated at the stock market game accidentally. <gasps> accidentally? Well, so the story the story was, it was like, because we were doing like a, a a unit in, was it eighth grade? I'm trying to remember my, my history teacher. Anyway, it was about like the Great Depression. And so like we were doing stock market stuff and then we all had to sell and I didn't sell because I forgot. And then I had a bunch of leftover and I was like, wait, this isn't how the stock market crashed. Uh-oh. That's my story and I'm sticking to it. Well, if you give me 50 cents, I'll invest all your money in Martha Stewart. Okay. Or you could just rename me. (laughs) Martha Stewart? Oh. Yes, that's my new name. That's going to be one of the selections on the Name Your (laughs) Dog site. Martha Stewart. Martha Stewart would be the cutest dog name. I just imagine. So here's here's what's going to happen. Joe and I are going to get Joe and I are going to get in a huge argument. We're going to stop doing the podcast forever. Joe is going to uproot his life, move to China. And then 10 years later, I'm going to go to China for some reason. And everyone around me is going to be named Piggy. Uh, And I'm going to be I'm not going to know why. And it was Joe all along. That would be such a plot for a movie. Honestly. 
Anyway, orange vanilla Coke was good. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, It tastes like orange and vanilla are in your Coke. Mm. Is it better than the Diet Coke flavors because it's not diet? Yes. I just, I don't like any of the Diet Coke flavors. I never go for those. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's also because I just don't like Diet Coke. Okay. That would, uh, that would. But it's good. It's, uh. It's not quite my favorite next to cherry. Cherry Coke's mm. always the best, but it's I think I would prefer it over regular Coke still. Oh wow. Yeah. I want them to release widely release raspberry coke though. Because they have a, it as thing? like a limited edition, special edition and glass bottles. But I want Fancy. it to be a thing. It's the best okay. Coke. Well, I will I will take your word for it. I don't know. I'm kind of a af- I don't I'm afraid of like extra flavorings in my drinks i don't know do you like vanilla coke uh kind of it's not my favorite i don't know i think it's weird i don't like i don't i don't like vanilla like on its own so i don't like vanilla coke but orange vanilla coke is like your thing it's good it tastes like a it does taste like a creamsicle was in your coke Mm. speaking of white people speaking of vanilla because vanilla is white and white people Vanilla is not white. I get, well, I guess vanilla ice cream is, but that doesn't really that ha- yeah, vanilla why beans is are. It? When you pour out the extract, isn't it like it's like a tan? yeah, it's like a, a, a brownish. Interesting. I am confused now. Anyways, that segue didn't work. But did you hear that? Speaking of of you renaming people in China, <laughs> yeah. I'm trying here, okay? Yeah, uh-huh. I am scraping the bottom of the barrel. Beijing Kunlun Tech, the parent company of the dating ga- app Grinder, is planning to sell the service after a national security committee in the U.S. found its acquisition of the dating app last year posed a national security risk, Reuters reported Monday. Wait, so, all- so a Chinese mm-hmm. company owned Grinder? Yeah, remember, like, there was, like, this big scandal because, like, the, the new head of Grinder is from China and made some, like, homophobic remarks or whatever. Uh-oh. Like, last year. I think we talked about it. But, yeah, no, so they're, the Grinder's owned by a, by a Chinese company, and they were sold to a Chinese company, like, a year ago. And now there's, uh, um, it says, citing two sources familiar with the matter, Reuters reported from the Committee on Foreign Investment in the United States, which is led by the U.S. Department of Treasury, notified the company of its findings, and Kunlun has already brought on an investment bank to manage Grinder sale. So they're like, we don't want ha- we don't want to have anything to do with this. We are down to sell Grinder. Um so yeah, all of your nudes and all of your horrible conversations on Grinder um that are hosted are I wonder if they're hosted on Chinese servers. Maybe not. I don't know. Um, I mean, we're Americans. We're very careless with our data. <laughs> I mean, true. I mean, the world um, in general, I pretty careless with its data right exactly i was just i was always very surprised that it got sold to a chinese company to begin with but yeah. I'm, cur- I'm curious if they do sell it are they going to sell it back to a u.s company or if it is it going to go to another like asian country company it is weird know. though because it's like i mean it, i feel like it's probably not really viewed when you're buying and selling it as what it is it's probably viewed as like a source of money do you know what I mean? Right, it kind of runs right, exactly. itself. Stuff happens on it. But I could see that data being used for like, you know, really not great things. Right, exactly. Well, it's just like, like I'm, I'm curious because like I'm just trying to think of it. But people send nudes on Grindr. I wonder how secure the messaging service on Grindr is. I bet it's not very secure at all. I like, would imagine to, no. Yeah. Compared to like, I don't know, like SSL encrypted email or like Telegram or Signal. But here's the thing, though. 
Mm-hmm. When people are horny, they care less. They don't give this a is, shit. This is my 2019 uh, data from my study. When people mm-hmm. are horny, they're more careless. That is the understatement of the century. <laughs> and so they're like, yo, this app is open. This is where I'm going to send my nude. I mean, it makes sense. Like, wh- when I'm horny, I would get hit by a bus if it got me off. So. Well, what's that? Hasn't happened you? yet, but you know, oh. one mm-hmm. of these days. One of these days. No kink shaming here. No kink shaming. No Buses kink shaming. Buses get me off. It's, um, um, it, I don't know. It makes me think of that, uh, the stuff they're doing in China right now with the, like, the social credits. Mm, like, yeah. Uh, like, that could be used towards that. I could see myself, like, visiting China someday and then being, like... I don't know, putting me in prison for being gay or something. I mean, China obviously doesn't have the best, set to say the least, LGBTQ um, anything. Right, <laughs> I right, guess right. you could say. So uh, it it is alarming that they have so much of your LGBTQ lifestyle information. You know, right? They have lots of naked men in a oh, server honey, somewhere yeah. in Beijing, probably. Well, Anyways, there that you was. Have it. That was my one article that I wanted to talk about. I don't use but. Grindr anymore. So, well, you don't have to because you landed a man. <laughs> I haven't. Tra- I haven't used it in like a month. Like I don't really? know. Mm-mm. I go in and out. I go in and out of like oh, phases. Interesting. Also, it's the same twelve people here in this barn that yeah, I live how, in. So. <laughs> how far is the nearest person? Probably like six hundred and fifty thousand miles away. Oh, that's pretty far. <laughs> that's a, the world ish. You know. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like just to just to hop skip away. I remember I went on a date with this guy in Chicago when I first moved there. Um, I don't remember if we met on Grindr or or on OKCupid or something, but Mm -hmm. uh, the date was fine. I kind of knew I wasn't feeling it. He was texting me up for a few days afterward. And then finally I was like, well, I was like very against ghosting ish. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, just so you know, like, I don't really feel the same way you do. And he was like, well, you sure acted like you were having fun on the date. And I was like, well, I did have a good time. I just know that I don't want your wiener in me and I don't want us to get married. That's what I know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that sums it up, doesn't it? And the next day I opened up Grindr. He's two feet away. He's like outside oh. my building. Oh my God. I know. I just like stayed indoors that entire fucking day. That's scary. Yeah. I blocked him on it and I was like, this is, I don't know if Bye, he was, bitch. I mean, he could have been in the building, you know, with somebody else or something. It was a big, probably big actually building. that. Yeah. But it was still scary to me. Well, one, one thing that I didn't realize is I was talking to a friend recently, one of my girlfriends and um, she, she's been, she's recently single and she's been starting to use, like, she's been like with this guy for, or she was with her, her ex for a while. And so she hasn't, you know, been on the dating app scene or whatever. And she's been, okay, first of all, women on, on dating apps are treated horribly. Just like as a general rule, like the messages that she has received from men unsolicitedly. Oh, yeah. Like disgusting. having straight girlfriends who are like on Tinder and is Bumble one of them? Well, yeah, that's what I was going to I was going to say. It's like, I don't know. Like, all I know is like Grinder, Scruff, like OkCupid. Like, there's a couple others that are like, they're all like gay exclusive, really. And so I know nothing about like, like lesbian dating apps or like straight girl dating, like Bumble. I was like, I was like, I don't I barely even know what that is. But that's where she, what she was using. But yeah, no, they're they're treated horribly on dating apps. And it's like, just just talk to any one of your one of your straight girlfriends that are single about their their uh the messages that they've received and you will get an earful because it's disgusting. I just feel really bad for anybody 
who has to like or who is attracted to like straight men. I know, man. You're just uh. I mean, yeah. It's just I mean, we're not we're not not much better, but you know, at no. least we've got, you know, we're pretty horrible people in general. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. At least we don't have to date straight men. Right, exactly. You know, yeah. it's it's truly a struggle. Truly, truly a struggle. But no, I didn't realize because like I, I I knew of Bumble, like OkCupid is for basically everyone, right? Um, yeah. Does anyone even use OkCupid anymore? Or there yes. are like a bunch of apps. That's how I, I met mean, like, Justin. Oh, that's right. And um, also, I feel like OkCupid, if we're like rating them all, Grinder mm-hmm. was for hookups. Oh, Tinder yeah. was for like not serious dates. In my opinion, mm-hmm. I don't think anything. I'm. I know people who have met on Tinder and it's turned really serious. But for me, you have to like really get in there to find people who are serious about dating on Tinder, right? And then OK Cupid was more like, "Hey, this is actually about me." This right because there's right. a there's a big there's a big um emphasis on like there's lots of like things to say in your profile, like right. lots of it, you can get really deep in that. And there's like millions of questions you can answer and then mm-hmm. like you can see if you're which like if it's important to you like one of the questions was like hey i i enjoy pooping in a bucket and i was like no and it's very important to me and <laughs> then it won't match it's me with other people, with who, people enjoy who like to poop in a bucket pooping in buckets right exactly well i'll all i say joe is that we would have never matched okay <laughs> oh i would have blocked you <laughs> up on gazing at your photo and realizing you were a <laughs> Some sort of serial killer in uh, the making. <laughs> absolutely. Um, but yeah, no. I, well, what's interesting is I know some straight people that that use Tinder for hookups. And for me, like in gay world, like I've never really thought of using Tinder for hookups. No, because I have Grinder for that. I feel like it's very limited in like straight hookup apps. You know, it's like the one thing that in gay world we have a leg up on. I feel it's like, like we hookup apps. In the LGBTQ world, we struggled with dating for so long. And this goes back to our forefathers, our ancestors, mm-hmm. where you had George to like... George Washington gay. George Washington gays, honey, where you had to like, you know, stand with one leg half crooked so someone who else knew the signal would know that you were gay, you know. Or like there's handkerchiefs flying out of my anus, different right. colors. Isn't you that how to, that works? I don't know. You had to do all these like secret handshakes, you know. You couldn't just be out there posting pictures of your butthole on the internet all day you know well well i you know the secret handshake is the same secret handshake that Lindsay lohan did in the parent trap that's well, the secret handshake i do know that handshake every gay knows that handshake it, well me and my sister both know it so that is probably true see it makes sense you cracked the code checkmate atheists <laughs> uh-oh that's a meme from like 400 years ago mm-hmm. anyways yeah we, we do have a leg up and so like we were getting you know harassed in public so we made apps yeah, I feel like um, I feel like we deserve them. Although right. we, I guess straight people do too. Yeah, sure. Uh, straight rights in 2019. <laughs> God, if I have to ever hear the phrase "straight rights," I'm I, sure there's. I'm sure you you go to any like high school in a red state uh, during oh, Pride God. Week, and you will hear straight people being like, "Well, why don't we have a straight Pride Week?" I lived it. <laughs> I lived that every fucking day for twenty years. <laughs> yeah, I lived that in yeah. high school. Ugh, stupid. Speaking, Speaking of, of stupid, oh yeah. Should we move on to Drag Race? Oh, sure. I was going to say one more thing. Oh, yeah, sure. Go for it. April Fool's Day is coming up. And 
A lot of companies are going to be doing really stupid pranks, but you know who won't oh, be can't... doing them? Who? Microsoft. Because they're already a joke? <laughs> Uh-oh! <laughs> you say not as really. you're like, no, you're not, you're on your Mac right now, aren't you? Yeah, I am. Uh, well... They, um, let's see, marketing chief Chris Capicella, he Chris warned, Christine. he warned employees to not participate in the process. He or she, I don't know if Chris is a male or a female. How do they identify? Um, has warned all employees to not participate in the process of annoying hoaxes on Monday. There was an internal memo. He just said, data tells us stunts have limited positive impact and can actually result in unwanted news cycles. He encourages all teams inside Microsoft not to do any public-facing April Fool's Day stunts. Wow. Call the fun police. <laughs> I'm, I'm all for it because you remember like when the internet was young and companies did this stuff when we were like, hee-haw, you got us. And now it's like Google comes out with like, uh, Google has assistant toilet. You know, right, Google exactly. Assistant toilet, and it'll which I would buy oh, if yeah. it was real. It'll talk to your poops and whisper that poop out and out of there. <laughs> well, as we know, like I need as much assistant as possible in the bathroom. So that's true. Um, but so I, I am, I'm glad that someone's standing up for it. You know, some someone's you know either trampling all over the fun. I never was a big April Fool's person. I don't know. Is that like I never, I never had the energy to come up with a good prank <laughs> that didn't I like forget. hurt someone. Oh, you mean like running them over with a car? Well, yeah, like that's easy. In a pie. Right, exactly. Right. You know, or like like you kill your enemy and then you turn them into a pie and you feed that pie to their parents. <laughs> like that's easy. Yeah, that's, that's like so you know, unoriginal. It's so unoriginal and like people have done it before. So it's like I, you know, I never had the energy to figure something out that was like fun and, you know, whatever. Sure. Okay, well. Did you ever do any fun pranks? No, Justin was very pranky growing up, and he's still pretty pranky, but I think I accidentally flushed his fake poo down the toilet. Um, I don't, I don't, I, okay. He had some really good looking fake poo, and I think he left it on the toilet seat one day, and I have no memory of it, but I'm pretty sure I flushed it down. We can't find it. Is the short. I can't imagine someone missing the toilet so bad that they shit on the on the rim. Can you not imagine that, Sam? Mr. Poops' pants two weeks ago? Um, That was at least three weeks ago. <laughs> Excuse me. Excuse me. And it was... It, I... Yeah. I rest my case. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We can go to Drag Race now. Speaking of poop, these are a few of our favorite queens. Uh-oh. Um, Speak, no, speaking of shit, um, last week's last McHale. week's main challenge was Trump the Rusical. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about Joel McHale because he. Oh, we could talk about Joel McHale, honey. He was literally, and I tweeted this. He was literally that annoying straight guy at a drag show, and I felt so bad for all the judges and for all the queens that he was there. Like, right? He was making it into, and you know, not that drag is super serious, but. I felt like he was not, he was, he was, I don't want to say dehumanizing, but he was not treating people. I felt like they were, had a talent, you know? Well, here, I just like Joel McHale, just in that moment, let me get my crystal ball out. Let me, you know, get my, get my um, essential oils out. Let me sit in my chair. Um, I felt like the Joel McHale was giving off a very aggressive energy. He was very 
it, I feel like it's this masculinity mindset that's like, yeah. I have to objectify everything, and then ha ha, and I'm, I'm loud, okay with and it. I'm yelling at the queens, and like, well, Pearl. and like his his way of like. Hey, I'm masculine. I'm okay with this, but how I show that is I objectified everything and I can just. Right. I don't know. It was just very. <laughs> I, I, and I think this is a perfect example of drag races getting big. And just because it can get big name judges and anyone at once doesn't mean it should. Keep them off my show. Keep the Keep straighties, the straights off. away from my drag race. Yeah. I really though. Like I tune in for an hour of gay fun. I don't want to be triggered by an experience I had at like age 18 where straight guys rolled up into a gay club I was at and were assholes. Do you know what I mean? It's not. I didn't like it. And honestly, New York was kind of like Banji where she just kind of screams and it's funny. But I'm not sure that she had anything amazing to scream either i think this was this was the first week where the i was not in like i love new york yeah yeah. i love new york Uh, there was her tv show Uh, tiffany pollard's amazing she's such a character um but i feel like like we were talking about the past three weeks how the judges had really good critiques yeah like they were good judges this is the first week where i was just like okay they really didn't have anything constructive to say about the queens yeah like they didn't really add much they were just kind of personalities they were like oh i want to wear that outfit and I was like, right. Mm-hmm. And it's it's like, uh, that's OK. Like once in a while, I just I hope that we can that the you know, I hope the majority of the guest judges continue on with the theme for the past weeks, which has been like good constructive criticism, like actually taking the show seriously and like had decent things to th- to say about the queens. Yeah. Um. When it comes to Joel McHale, I wasn't sure if he was. There were a lot of conspiracy theories online about Joel McHale. First of all, there were people that loved Joel McHale that like didn't have didn't see any problem with Joel McHale like screaming at the queens like loved it. And I was like, were you watching the same show that I was watching? I just really? thought he was annoying and straight. Yeah, there are a lot of because I was looking on Twitter. I looked up Joel McHale after the episode to see everyone's opinions sure. because I was like, LOL. There were a lot of people that like loved Joel McHale that episode. And I was like, maybe it's because that I didn't watch The Soup growing up because I was gay. Like, hello. Um, so there's a couple of conspiracy. There's a couple theories that are going around that Joel McHale like was drunk or something, which I didn't really see. I could Um, see it. If if maybe he was, I could see it. But, um, I don't know. But also I couldn't, I couldn't tell if he was, if he was acting that way ironically or not. And I don't know what's worse. That's true. That's not appropriate to, to even act like that ironically. Honestly, right. so that would still be dumb. Like, like, like in my mind, I was like, "There's two sides." Was he yelling at the queens and being loud to be annoying, or was he yelling at the queens and acting loud because he thought that was actually okay to do? No idea. That's an interesting point. So, uh, but this is the longest that I've spent thinking about a straight man's mind in a while, and uh, probably too long. But I just felt like that Joel's Joel McHale's presence there was inappropriate he didn't have any good constructive criticisms for the queens and i didn't like him as a guest judge i agree i also Um, did not like the rusical and i take back everything i said about my hopes of it being good last week (laughs) because okay okay let me get this mindset let me try to wrap my head around this we were Mm -hmm. supposed to we were supposed to make fun of trump but instead we were making fun of the women around him Mm. And like we were making fun of Kellyanne Conway for being old. We were making, you know, like it was not 
the things we should have been making fun of. Right. Like some of it was, some of it, you know, like pointing out ironic shit and stuff, but some of it was just making fun of these people for not necessarily, or like for, for physical traits or, you know, yeah, stuff not, like. Yeah, n- making fun of people not for the right reasons. Right, I guess. Um, it was all very confusing. Rosie O'Donnell, Oprah, I think they just there was were, a lot. They were trying to find some people to fill in some gaps with Hillary, and I don't know. But I will say, I liked Ariel in this. I was like, honey, you've got a Broadway like style about you. You know, Mm. like she just she knew her lines. She owned that role that had all those lines. And I thought she did great. I thought she did just fine. Um, Right. I thought Evie always does the exact same face. Now that I've seen her in like all these acting or roles or whatever, I feel like she feels one note to me. Right. Um, Who was Evie? Was Evie Kellyanne? I think she was. And she just she, she. it's the same face that she had like last week and whatever that was, you know, it, mm-hmm. just, it felt samey to me. Gotcha. Um, what did you think? Um, okay. So in terms of, well, first of all, for choreography, thank God that they hired someone that knew what they were doing, like Yanis Marshall, who was shady as fuck yeah. to who? Was it Akiria? It was one of the one of the girls. It was whoever um, said she had dance training or whatever. Maybe it was Raja O'Hara. I honestly don't remember. Um, Yanis was fucking bitchy, and honestly, I was kind of living for it. Um, but I was just I was just kind of glad that we didn't have Todrick. Um, because Todrick's not my favorite personality on Drag Race. Honey, um, personality. Th- you just gave him a compliment. <laughs> you just gave it's him. Not, too I don't much know. Of I find compliment. him. I find him annoying on Drag Race. Um, and Yanis is like a professional, like um, choreographer. So I felt like that. This is. I felt like the choreography for Trump the Rusical is the best choreography I have seen in a Rusical. However, I felt like it was like you. Like you said, I felt like that the story was bad. I felt like that a lot of the like the roles that they chose were bad. I felt like that they were making fun of a lot of women for the wrong reason. They had a couple things that made sense, like like you know jabbing at Kellyanne or not Kellyanne, jabbing at um Betsy DeVos for like you know being in a school and when she like hasn't you know none of her kids went to public school and neither did she like little things like that that makes sense but other things like making fun of people's appearances and whatever like i think they made like a fat joke about sarah huckabee sanders like things like that where i'm just like honey there's so much like really there's good ammunition you could have used that was like politically charged and y'all are like talking about how stormy daniels like like sexy sexy fun time blah 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 i'm a slut it's like okay yeah great like stormy daniels is a is a porn star but she's also like an uh, she's incredibly sex positive and like a really really like good role model for like sex work like she knows so much about that sort of stuff and it's like okay we're just going to talk about how she's a big slut it's like no there's there's a lot more like you could have thought about this a, a lot better in my opinion the um, whole setting was weird too like that being they were all in school together. I was just yeah, it like, was like a grease thing. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. It was a grease thing, which doesn't make any sense. Right. I felt like they just kind of threw things together. Um, I but the, at at the end of the day, I f- feel like that the end product isn't the worst rusical that I've seen. Wasn't my favorite. Um, but I felt like that there were worse rusicals that have happened 
in the years that I've hated more. I just thought that this really it, it's this very much did not hit the mark um, with me. Um, and I was just kind of like, eh. About that Rachel Maddow challenge. Oh, yeah, that, like, mini challenge. Honey, let me tell you, I think this was the real reading challenge. And the real challenge was reading the teleprompter. <laughs> reading honey. the teleprompter and correctly. It was, <laughs> it was a challenge for many of them. Mm-hmm. I was colonel. People don't know that's colonel. Colonel. I was, yeah, well, Silky Ganesh, I was like, you're working towards a PH motherfucking D, honey. Mm-hmm. And she goes off there saying, why'd y'all put colonel up there? I was like, what? Also, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to fat shame, but I'm pretty sure that Silky Nutmeg Ganache has, knows what KFC is. Like, how well, do you not know how to say Colonel? I was very, like, and I don't, I don't want to shame people for like not knowing how to read, obviously, because that's a, that's something that, you know. That's an education we, privilege well, that's thing. An, yeah. a, that's definitely an education privilege thing. And that's a, you know, obviously a problem in a lot of the world in general, mm-hmm. but it was, it was very, um, it was very an awful. It was challenge. revealing, and also it was weird that it was that Rachel Maddow was there. I was like, I, well, I don't, I don't think she's that. I don't think that she was. She wasn't there. There, she like made a video well, and sent it in. That that I mean, on the show in general, because like oh, I yeah, don't think yeah. she has any. Like, if they're supposed to be modeling after her, I don't think she necessarily has any quirky things to. You know, she she reads the, her news and does her show and stuff, but there's nothing weird and quirky that she does to emulate. You know, right? Exactly. Like there isn't anything like really specific about Rachel Maddow that's like drag worthy. Yeah, in my opinion. Um, she she's just a she's just a cute little lesbian who likes to go ice fishing, and like I can relate. She likes to go ice fishing. Yeah, she posts pictures of her going ice ice fishing in Maine all the time on her Twitter. That is so Don't cool. Don't ask. She just she fucking loves it. She's like always ice fishing. I was like, okay, we get it. You're a lesbian. We love it. Um, the only other thing I had a note on was, well, obviously Mercedes left this week. I feel mm-hmm. like they had to... She had her storyline in the makeup room. That's the thing. Like, as, as soon as soon... As soon as she was like, she was talking about like, well, maybe I should talk about how I'm Muslim now. Like, I think I'm over it. I was like, girl, the producers are pushing this storyline because you're probably going home today. And yeah. what? She went home. So they, the producers had to wrap up her storyline so she could get eliminated. And I was like, this was the biggest tell. It um, was weird. It was like, okay, you had your two episode forced. story arc and it was like rushed and weird. Mm-hmm. And I totally get, I think she's really brave for not only doing the show as a Muslim, but like obviously doing a show where she's not probably speaking her first language, you know? Right, exactly. And it's like, I mean, being around people who don't like your you know your language dictates how you think and stuff like that and so like if we were thrown into a room you know where everyone spoke german and we only spoke like conversational german mm-hmm. you know we would be very introverted probably right exactly not... we, i would be way more shy than i already am right because i would be afraid of looking stupid so i, think, I think it was it was brave of her to go in in the first place yeah, um i absolutely. felt like evie was pressuring her to talk about it a lot and mm-hmm. I, f- I don't feel like you should pressure someone to talk about something that they don't. That they obviously though- are uncomfortable talking about. Yeah. Right. But we talked about this last week, too. And just like, you know, I don't think you should pressure someone to come out of the closet. You know, I just, right. I don't know. I, I, part of me questions whether or not Mercedes really wanted to talk about some of the things she was talking about. And, but if, if she wants to talk about it, then that's great, you know. But I don't mm-hmm. think people should be forced into positions they don't want to be in. Right, you know. exactly. You don't, exactly. you know, I don't know. 
the thing with Mercedes that I really felt is that like she was she was so the entire competition she was shy and introverted and I I feel like it could it could probably be a combination of just like her being shy and introverted herself and also the language barrier because I feel like the language barrier like it's always it's always a struggle because like there have been many many queens in the past usually like queens from like Puerto Rico or you know like queens that are that moved to America you know later on in their lives where English is, is a second language to them and like with acting challenges especially it is like they are always the ones struggling the most obviously because like english is not their first language and it always shows through and i feel like it sucks because it usually makes them out to like look like idiots and it's like no they aren't stupid because they you know because english is their second language it's because that it's way more difficult for them to like get through an acting challenge when the acting challenge is difficult to begin with and they're they have the second hurdle of everything is in a second language that isn't their primary mother tongue and so i noticed that a lot with mercedes because there were so many acting challenges. It's only like episode four. They've done a bunch of acting like like the Rusical was acting. The diva worship was acting. The, you know, the drag queen films was acting. And then the first episode was what was the the main challenge? I don't even remember. I don't remember. It, um, was it just making their outfits? Yeah. Create signature oh, looks. Right. So the past three episodes have had acting and scripts involved. Yeah, I think that yeah, I don't know. I I you know, I don't think she had a chance. As right, I don't think she had sounds, a chance either. I I think, you know, this it it was too much. Yeah, it sucked. And the thing is is like I I feel like there's a big difference between a drag queen that's good that's a good drag queen and a drag queen that's good at drag race. I feel like those are completely different like they're they're two different compartments. Oh yeah, just because We've a, talked a about queen that before, is, is where and I I feel like it, it's good to reiterate that because like a lot of queens like go home first, second, third. Like like the thing is is like I'm not the biggest fan of Soju on Drag Race. I felt like that she was a mess on Drag Race. She's probably a good queen. Like I don't know that for sure, but like I'm not gonna completely write her off as like oh she's a shitty drag queen because she you know didn't do well on Drag Race. And I feel like like Mercedes probably has a lot more to show. In like I feel like that she would be really great. I feel like she would turn out a drag show that wasn't Drag Race. I just feel like the Drag Race just kind of it was not setting herself up for success. Drag Race with, like, values the, past- the values traits that. I don't think she shines at. And that doesn't yeah, mean she's bad to... at being a drag queen. It's just what drag right. race as a show high- wants to highlight, you know? Yeah. Um. So she was gone. Was she yep. up against Raja? Yeah, it was her versus Raja O'Hara. Okay, well, to be honest, Raja's kind of done too. So, <laughs> so, so uh, whatever. So did Silky win as Oprah? Yeah, yeah, and I don't really agree with that. I thought they were all equally not very good, but... It was like, mm-hmm. you know, the shiniest turd in a toilet, you know, just <laughs> like pick, stick your hand mm. in there and pull one out, you know. Like, I honestly, I thought that like, I thought that Plastic Tiara was a good Melania Trump. I felt like she, that she had the the makeup right. I felt like that was fun. And I felt I felt like Sugar Kane was like a funny Hillary Clinton. And I felt like both of those like were shining brighter than uh, Silky as Oprah. So I was just kind of confused with like Silky winning that. I feel like there were a bunch of other people that were shining way like like Nina as Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Like I felt like that she was just like really outgoing. I don't know. I just I didn't think that Silky 
I didn't. I was confused why Silky won compared to like a bunch of other people that could but could have potentially won the maxi challenge. I just was like, okay, I don't understand this, but okay. Yeah, um, it was all just a. It was a thing. Yeah, this whole episode was an. Eh, eh, I did think eh. Silky did good though. It's you know kind of embodying Oprah. I think. Yeah, she, yeah, agreed. Yeah, it's not. It's not like Silky did bad. No, no. I I don't know if I don't know if anybody deserved to win, but. I thought Silky did good, <laughs> but well, next next week, aka tomorrow, aka today, when this is getting published, ooh, I don't know, um, is the Monster Ball, which I'm very excited about because Elvira is going to be a judge, and it's a ball. We're getting a ball like episode five, so we're going to get lots and lots of looks. Fun, times. which is why I'm here for Drag Race. I'm here mainly for the looks, not for three weeks in a row of acting challenges. So. I'm excited for uh for this uh episode five coming up. Well, good good uh good drag race commentary. There you I go. Ah, shitty. Whatever. Should we move on to our favorite things? These are a few of our favorite things. Oh, we didn't talk about how the runway theme was orange. Everyone looked orange. It was orange. Okay. Orange is my least favorite color. I hated it. Okay. Well, there you go. I liked Evie's look. I liked Vanjie's look. I liked Brooklyn's look. I liked Sugar Kane's look. I didn't like Scarlett's look. Um. I hate orange. And Joe hates orange. I Anyways, really fucking hate orange. <laughs> do you do you hate the fruit orange? No, they're delicious. Do you like orange vanilla coke? Oh, refreshing. Someone should have dressed up as an orange vanilla coke. <laughs> Honey, you can pay me enough. Right. Actually, you, can, you, can, you can I have can a get price the sponsorship. for everything. 50 cents? 50 cents, honey. 50 cents or a cheese it to the skull. Mm. Uh, okay, favorite things this week. Mine's real short. I'll just give it to you. Give it to me. Taeyeon came out with a new single. Obviously, it's going to be my favorite thing. Uh, oh. It's called Four Seasons. That's the name of the song. Listen to it. Like the hotel? Four Seasons, honey. It's about staying in the hotel the Four Seasons. <laughs> uh, you get a discount. There's a discount code when you buy the song. Incredible. Love that crossover. Uh, no, none of that's true. But my favorite song is actually the B-side. It's called Blue. And... Mm. It's just kind of a really, like, there's no high notes, like, super Taeyeon high notes in it. It's just a really mellow, very audibly interesting song. Audibly.com slash mellow. Audibly.com. It shows off her, like, how smooth her vocals are. Like, I just love her her voice. So, um, mm-hmm. Taeyeon, Four Seasons in Blue. You can get on Google Music. That's where I bought it. Hell yeah. Go watch the music video. Is the music video good? It's okay. It's kind of just her looking amazing in different outfits and in different scenes, which is fine. Isn't that like the point of K-pop now? It's just to look good. Um. Well, I mean, once your like dancing days are over, like you've been in your group, you've danced your ass off for 10 years, you get to just mm-hmm. lie around in your music videos and pose, you know? Right. So that's it's what she deserves. It's kind of the phase she's at. I dig it. Go for it. Mm-hmm. You know? So that's my favorite thing um, this week. Go check it out. Well, good. Good favorite thing. I will definitely check it out if it's on. The problem with me is sometimes like like foreign music, like this, it's limited to different streaming platforms. So sometimes like like a lot of K-pop or J-pop for a while wasn't on like the Google Play Music streaming service. Oh, yeah. It was yeah. like only on Spotify or like only on like a like a Korean specific streaming service. But I feel like it's getting better now. So like a lot of things, there's still some things that sometimes I like, I want to like look up or like I want to play something that I found online and it's like not available in on Google Play Music. But I feel like the, I feel like it's getting better. So you said this was a uh, streamable. 
It's at least purchasable. I don't stream music. Okay. I'm sorry. I only buy like two songs a year. Well, I'm glad you buy something. <laughs> I, I like supporting my favorite K-pop. Support your local Korean pop star. Support them, honey. You know? Shoot. For only nine cents a day, you can support Taeyeon. Oh, no. Um, good favorite thing. Uh, what's your favorite thing? My favorite thing is a movie. Can you guess? Is it called We? It's called a Medea family funeral. <laughs> is it called them? Is it called It's her? called, um, oh. <laughs> her? Oh, that is Scarlet, a movie. With Scarlett Johansson. I like that movie. I feel like you're the only person left on earth who likes Scarlett Johansson movies. Um, Lost in Translation is one of my, is my favorite movie of all time. Listen, it's not my fault. She's like fucking, she's not even 18 when she did that movie, I think. Barely legal. Um, listen, I don't, just because (laughs) I like a movie with someone in it doesn't mean I support that person. Okay, I see. Well, I'm glad you made your statement. I just bought 20 soda streams because she told me to. I just, I, isn't Justin really into soda streams? We do have a soda stream. He loves fizzy water. I feel like it tastes too bitter. Yeah, I hate it. I'm with you, honey. Well, I'm glad we can agree on something. LaCroix? More like La... No. More like LaCroix. LaCroix. Um, us is the movie you saw. It's Us. <laughs> yeah. By the way, to get your I, brain I back. I lost, lost my train of yeah. thought. I was thinking about LaCroix. Um, yeah, so I saw Us this weekend with the, with the boy that I had over. Um, I wasn't sure that he was into horror movies. Well, it wasn't... Okay. The, the thing that I heard was... So Us is the second um, horror movie written by Jordan Peele. And Jordan Peele is is basically a noted comedian, so it was really surprising when he wrote Get Out, and it was, like, really good, and people loved it. I saw Get Out. I thought it was amazing. Um, And so there was obviously comparisons between Get Out and Us. And what I heard, because, like, Get Out was more a suspense thriller. I wouldn't really classify it as, like, traditional horror in any sense, I thought it was more like a suspense thriller sort of situation. It wasn't really that bloody, like it wasn't that gross. I don't know. Um, and so the what I heard about us, which is the his, his most recent film, is that it's more horror like. He's uh, people were saying that it was more violent. Um, and so I saw it, and it wasn't as scary as I thought it was going to be. It was still more kind of suspense thriller. I don't think it was. It was kind of a horror movie. It just wasn't as horror as I wanted it to be. I wanted it to be more scary because I like being scared in like horror movies. But I think the reason why that it wasn't really that scary to me is because I think I'm just used to scary equals jump scares. Oh. Which I feel like I need to get like that out of my mind because like this movie didn't have any jump scares or very many jump scares. And so I need and I I feel like I'm just trying to think of like what gets me really scared. And I was like, well, I got jump scares are like the cheapest way to do that, I think. Right. And so I don't know. I didn't I I felt like that this I I loved it. I loved us. I thought it was really good, but I definitely felt like it was more of a suspense thriller that was more violent. Um, I wasn't really scared, per se. Um, but it was really good. I really enjoyed it. Lupita Nyong'o was amazing in this movie. Um, Because, like, if you don't know, I'm not going to spoil anything, but essentially it's, like, this family that goes on vacation and they encounter, um, essentially, a doppelgangers of themselves that, like, capture them and you figure out what's going on. Um, so essentially each character is playing like each actor is playing two people. Oh my they're god. Playing like the regular version of them, and then they're playing the doppelganger version of them. Plus the money, so honey. 
right? And so there's there's a lot of like camera trickery and a lot of it's a very like Lindsay Lohan parent trap moment bringing that oh back. Ex- except like instead of doing handshakes, they're like handcuffing you to a table instead. So it's a little different sort of vibe than the parent trap. Um <laughs> but yeah, I saw it. I saw it in like a big theater. It was like basically packed. And it was good. I liked it a lot. There's like an interesting twist at the end that I wasn't really foreseeing. It, it's one of those movies that there's tons and tons of metaphors for like, cause like Jordan Peele is a black man. And a lot of his um, his movies have to do with like the black experience and can seeing things through that lens. And so this movie, like as a white person, it was really interesting kind of like understanding the metaphors within the movie and seeing what Jordan Peele was trying to like give across the aisle and like what he was trying to like make people see. Um, And so I love a movie that really kind of makes you question things at the end. Not everything, not all the loose ends are tied up, but some of them are. So it's like, it's, it was, it was good. I thought it was a really good movie. Um, And I, I recommend people seeing it um, because it, it, it's, it's fun, it's suspenseful, and it really makes you think. And it's one of those movies where, like, you find out something at the end, and then you're like, I need to rewatch this because there's a bunch of things that I missed. Mm. So it makes you, like, want to rewatch it, too. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Us. It was super, super good. Lupita Nyong'o was amazing. Elizabeth Moss had, like, a character in it where she's, like, just plays this, like, housewife who likes to get drunk. Um, and I was like, oh, it's interesting seeing you, like, not um in the handmaid's tale because that's what she's been doing the past few years mm-hmm. so yeah um it was good i really liked it and everyone should see it it was very good but not as scary as i wish it was see i feel so like that's my review i don't get scared during scary movies anymore like i don't i'm not is sh- that right maybe i don't get scared anymore maybe maybe that's the problem maybe well, i just don't get scared i just, I, I don't think i really get scared either i think i think it's because i've stared death in the eyes Mm, many a time honey, death has barked I mean, at me and i barked back yeah you look at piggy every day honey piggy's looked <laughs> death in the eyes too honey he well at least he oh, thinks God. he has he thinks he does whenever we go to the vet but um mm-hmm. i feel like i judge horror movies as they're called more of like as did it had an interest did it have an interesting plot did it have an interesting twist like because it's right it's, it's impossible i just don't get scared in movies you know right in video games jump scares maybe get me like if i walk around a corner and there's a zombie or something i didn't know was there i'll mm-hmm. panic but I, even then i don't think i'm necessarily scared i'm more just like sp- surprised right you know? okay so but that's I, I good think to know I to- it, that it has you know good twisty elements mm-hmm. yeah. i just like the cinematography was really great there were lots of like really good themes in it i i guess what i'm just I need, like, a defining line between horror and suspense thriller. Like, those two lines are very blurred for me. And I think it's because that I, you know, maybe in horror movies, I just am not getting scared. Maybe I, I just am not getting scared by movies anymore. Oh, my God. You've I looked death in the eyes, too. I've looked death in the ass. The end of, at the end of the day, my shitty review of Us is, um, you should go see it. It's amazing. Um, and there's way more, it's way more in-depth than I can, uh, I can say right off the bat. Well, good. Uh, We're going to, we've got plans to see it. We really like to get out. Um, Also Mm -hmm. need to go see Captain Marvel. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. If you go see Captain Marvel, because like, I'm not a human. I'm I'm not a human. Also, I'm not a human. I am. I am three gerbils inside of a human suit doing a podcast with Joseph Birdsong. Um, I'm not a big superhero movie goer. Like, I will go see a superhero movie if someone drags me. 
but I'm not like, I need to go see the newest Marvel movie. I need to go see the newest Avengers movie. I need to go see the newest, etc. So if you see Captain Marvel, let me know what your thoughts are and if I should go. Because yeah. I'm like, well, I don't really have a want to. They're basically putting, giving her her movie now because Endgame comes out, Avengers Endgame, and she's obviously going to be in that. So it's kind of like, okay. they're throwing out her movie right before that. But I, I think the only superhero movies I really like have been, I liked Wonder Woman. I liked Wonder Woman too, yeah. Um, but other than that, I feel like all the DC movies are awful. Um, mm. and, but I, and I like. Was, it, was Aquaman a DC movie? Oh yeah, didn't that, that just came out like not too long ago and I feel like nobody talked about it. Mm, probably for a reason. I mean, he looks really hot though in it. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, what is it, Jason, Jason Mimosa, Jason Samoa? I have no idea. I who he is but oh, i love samoas i like the um i like game i like uh, uh superhero movies where it's like a big cast like i hate iron man movies i hate hulk i hate captain america on his own anyone where like the starring character is a male and it's just about them i i literally <laughs> hate it i sense a theme i here. literally hate it i i first of all i hate tony stark and i also don't like robert downey jr and so it, it's unbearable to me to sit through those movies but i do like mm-hmm. it when it's the like the avengers movies when they're all together or like the x-men movies where they're all together mm-hmm. you know you like a big cast i like, a, like a big, big cast. cast i like hey let's not focus on one white guy let's focus on five white guys and maybe two women if we're lucky you know yeah it kind of it stretches it out it's, a little bit yeah stretches out the focus waters it down a little bit you at least get a woman or two in there who's not a love interest and it's nice god bless that i know god i'm just i'm i'm excited for avengers endgame too though because we just watched infinity war recently mm, and i'm invested i think i saw that one i don't know i don't remember um, i'm bad when it comes to superhero movies it's the one where spoiler alert people turned into dust at the end oh i didn't see that one oh but i saw all the memes about it mm, yeah so i basically saw it basically yeah anyways good favorite things go see us go listen to Taeyeon's new b-side yes and the single yes go do that uh good favorite things thank you guys so much for listening um we're gonna wrap it up here we will be back next week with a regular episode and then also next week we will have a bonus episode as well for all you lovely patreon patrons so thank you very much for being our patrons and thank you for listening yep that sounds good bye guys bye Thanks for listening to the show. Subscribe to us on iTunes or via SoundCloud at theshowsamandjoe.com. You can also support us to help keep the podcast going at our Patreon, patreon.com slash theshowsamandjoe. Patrons also gain access to exclusive content like bonus audio clips, music downloads, handwritten letters from Sam and me, or the opportunity to get interviewed in an episode of the show. Also, you can text us or call us and leave us a voicemail with questions or comments, or leave Leave us a message on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash the show Sam and Joe. And if we like what we hear, we may play your message in a future show. That number is 516-500-SHOW or 516-500-7469. We also want to give a big personal thanks to the podcast patrons who have donated $5 or more. Thank you to... 
Alex P. Alex S. Allison B. Brian H. Carolyn A. Darren C. Fabian P. Feliciano D. Julian S. Justin. Kevin V. Kylon C. Lindsay C. Marianne J. Max S. Megan N. Michael C. Mike B. Nicholas M. Nikki Q. Pablo F. Rebecca D. Scott A. Vincent L. And Zachy. As usual, thanks to all our listeners, and we'll see you all next week on... The The Show. Show!